0: Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. Join us as we travel to Farah Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of Heroes.
1: It's a sunny afternoon as we float above the bustling streets of Daggerford. Within the crowds of people moving to and fro, we notice Esmir and Jake walking down the street. But where is Cullen? And then the colorful world of Daggerford begins to fade until there are only shades of gray, except for one lonely figure that remains in color. It is Cullen, and he is walking in the opposite direction through the ethereal plane, following the only other thing of color that we see a trail of bloody footprints. All right, Colin, so you see these footprints go through this back alley, right up to the back of what looks like a home.
2: Oh, jeez. She sees in this plane with me. Halloween's already over. This is too creepy. I'm going to because uh, mm, don't break up the party. It's the cardinal rule. All right. Um, well, I can only do this twice a day. Then it has to
0: recharge. So you can only break up the party twice a day. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is nothing new to you.
2: You what? know, breaking up the party. <laughs> I try not kidding. to do
0: it. I'm kidding. I'm not around. saying I've never done it.
2: I'm just saying
0: I'm <laughs> not supposed to do it. Yes, you're right. You're right. But you just did by going into uh, the ethereal plane. I, I was just going to
2: go get my axes. I didn't know I was going to file a find a trail of blood.
0: Not so, to mention that your axe. I like how you guys are
3: arguing.
0: Yeah, I know. Plagued.
3: He can hear Jake yelling. at him. Don't break <laughs> up the party, boy.
0: That's true. I'm meta gaming over here. My apologies. <laughs> I'm going to
2: pop my head
1: in the door and see what's literally, on the other side.
2: Literally, just. Yeah, just my head.
1: <laughs> okay, you pop your head through the door like a ghost, and you look into the kitchen of a of someone's home. Oh, no one's around, and you see those bloody footprints continue through the kitchen and down a hall. Okay. Oh boy.
2: Okay. So, well, I uh, I wipe the blood. Well, yeah, I wipe the blood off the axe. I I put it in its loop. Um. I'm going to go through the house and out the front door so I can figure out where it is so I can come back here.
1: Okay. You pass through the door and you make your way through the home, you know, following that uh, same path as the as the footprints. Yeah. And uh, you then see that they enter a room off the hallway. Oh, boy. Hmm. Okay. Well, I look in there. Okay. You peer in and see the most gruesome and grisly scene that you've ever witnessed. On the floor of this bathroom lay the bodies of two humans that have been torn apart and eviscerated. Oh. And there is blood everywhere, on the floors, the wall, the ceiling, and the bodies lie next to a bathtub that's filled with blood. And floating in the bathtub, are guts and organs. Oh, my goodness. That's gross. And everything you're seeing in here is in black and white, right? Yes. So this murder scene is on the material plane. But again, you see the red footprints here in the ethereal plane. Mm. And you see that these footprints originate from the bathtub. So this woman you saw got out of the bathtub in the material plane, entered the ethereal plane, Walked outside to where you saw her, and you know you threw your axes at her, and then she walked back into the house and back into this bathroom, and then, still in the ethereal plane, she wrote something on the bathroom wall, smeared in blood. You see the word "sister," question mark, and you don't see any footprints after that, either here in the ethereal plane or in the material plane.
2: Oh boy. Huh. All right. Well, if my minute isn't up yet, it will be soon. So I'm going to just head straight through the wall out into the world, out into like the set the street or whatever is nearby. Okay. Before I pop into existence.
1: Okay. You head back out and you exit the ethereal plane and you startle some folks that were walking by. Ah, what the? <laughs>
2: sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was just taking a little, a wee little stroll in the ethereal plane. Really, it's a gray area. A border between realities.
1: They're looking at you all freaked out and they quickly walk away from you. Oh my gods, is that a ghost? No, I'm not a ghost. That's what every,
3: that's what every ghost says. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a ghost.
2: I go to try and find these two. I run over. I run up to them. I knew we were going to
0: Delphin, so I head in that direction.
1: Okay, you head towards dolphins, and you pretty quickly catch up to them.
0: Ah, you got your axes, I see. I'm happy that you uh, found your way back without any drama. Oh well, no, there was some drama.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I got me axes, but I also got an eye full of something I
0: didn't never want to see. What is it, boy? What is it, boy? Yeah, good. Esmer, good. I pat Esmer on the back. <laughs> uh, two people were.
2: Horribly murdered, eviscerated with blood everywhere, and oh, their what entrails.
3: What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, In the ethereal plane? No, this happened here
0: in, in Daggerford. Where? Well, what? I can go show you if you like. I think that that would be an important thing to do.
3: It's our day off, guys. What's going on?
0: <laughs> Who were they? I don't know.
2: We're, let's why go find you, out. Why didn't you look at their faces? Well, you know, everything doesn't look quite right when you're in the ethereal plane. Things in the real world are only in black and white. Understood. They're sort of fuzzy around the edges, you know. Yes, yes.
3: Where did this happen?
2: I'll show you.
3: Okay. Hey, uh... And I grab some young, spry-looking kid. Get over here, kid! Come here! (laughs) And I say, um... What's the lady's name? The cop lady. What's
0: Sherilyn? Sherilyn. Sherilyn. Listen,
3: go get Sherilyn and tell her something bad has happened, and those guys need some help. Because let me tell you guys, this—I, this is what happens. The good guys (laughs) go to the murder scene, and then the cops show up, and they're like, "Why are you guys all covered full of blood?" Then they blame the good guys. Oh, someone saw you come out of the ethereal plane. It must be you. It's, <laughs> so I'm just calling the po- the popo now so that they don't <laughs> think we did something. So you go get her.
2: There's a gold piece in it for you. If you go get her, double quick.
1: <laughs> and the kid's like, a gold piece?
3: Go on now, get!
1: For a gold piece?
0: Hell yeah! And he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gold piece. It's like it's like nice. sending the kid off for the giant turkey on Christmas morning. That's what I was thinking <laughs> in my mind. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting framed for no damn murders, okay? You got enough trouble.
0: Well,
2: she is probably gonna wonder no how I found out about something that happened behind a closed door in our sealed room.
3: And then Esmir looks at his axes, is <laughs> that blood all over your axes? What the hell's going on?
2: That's no, that's not. I wiped that off. I I mentioned you wiped it
3: off. What'd you do (laughs) with the red?
2: (laughs) How unusual would blood on an axe be, anyway? We (laughs) were all carrying various blades and what have you. Any one of us could have done it. But we know none of us did. I don't think she's even going to ask, you know. She's just to assume that, you know, as superhero characters that we are, that, you know, you know. We would never do such a nefarious thing. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's good. Now show us the way, boy.
1: We're off.
3: We're off to the murder scene.
1: All right, so you guys follow Cullen and head back to the alley across from Helmix, and he leads you to the back door of a home. Um, So do you guys go in, What do you guys want to do? I would
0: like to wait for Sherlyn to show Well, I'm definitely going to wait for her. Yeah, before we get blamed for moving the
1: body.
3: You're messing up my crime scene! That's what they're going to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you guys wait uh, just outside the alley on the main street. And after a bit, uh, you notice a Sherlyn spear above the crowded street. And when she gets closer, you see she has a couple of Daggerford guards with her. And then uh, running down the street is that boy you sent to fetch uh, Sherlyn. And he runs right up to you guys. ha. <laughs> And he's uh, holding out his hand.
2: Uh, here you go, little one. Sweet, thanks, mister. Don't spend it all in one place, you know what I mean? I mean, you could feed a family for a,
1: probably a year on a gold piece in this town. And he turns around, and he runs right into Jerry's shop. A <laughs> <laughs> ah, bunch of cubes and pipes. He's going
3: he's gonna to be stoned for the next year. That's how
1: the kids are these days, you know? And then Sherlyn comes up to you guys. What's going on? What's the emergency? Apparently, there's a dead, a couple dead bodies in a bathtub full of guts. <laughs> Wait, what?
0: You know, the yush, the huge Where? I guess in this, this house over
2: here. Well, here, let me start from the beginning. Earlier today, we were fighting a wraith, you see. And I thought I could spot him if I went into the ethereal plane. And I've got this really cool little gem, you see it? It's called the Heartstone. Anyway, I close my hand around it, I say the magic words, and I pop off into the ethereal plane. Well, you know, when I was there, I saw this woman. She was all covered in blood, so I followed her. Well, not at that point, but then later, when I went back in again. Anyway, long story short, she leads me to the murder of a a big crime scene. Blood and guts everywhere. And I noticed (laughs) it was this house here, so, you know, poof, here I am again. And now we're here, and let's go
1: in. And she's just uh, staring at you with a blank expression as you're telling her all this. And after a moment, she's like, I knew there'd be trouble when you guys came back.
0: (laughs) Come on, let's go
1: take a look. And you show her the door and she knocks.
3: Uh, You know what? There better be some dead bodies in
1: there
3: because we're going to look like total idiots if
1: there isn't. (laughs) And there's no answer. Uh, So she opens the door and she sticks her head in and she's like, hello? Anybody home? And there's no response. So you guys step into the house and Cullen, uh, you lead everyone to the bathroom. And the rest of you notice um, that there are no bloody footprints anywhere. But when you look into the room, you see blood everywhere. And lying on the floor are the eviscerated bodies of two humans. And next to them is a bathtub full of blood and guts. It's the most disgusting thing you guys have ever seen.
2: Ah. So I'm looking around and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> 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 oh. I've been a warrior for a long time, and I have to tell you, you you don't get used to a
1: scene like this. And when uh, when Sherlyn sees this scene, she gasps, "Oh my gods!" And she quickly calls out to one of the guards, "Go back to HQ and get the crime scene investigation team. (laughs) I want them here now." You gotta call Mr. Shush.
3: He's gotta clean this place up. Are they human? Are the people human?
1: They are humans, yes.
0: And can we make out any kind of clothing they're
1: wearing? Anything look familiar, like? Nope, they're just wearing commoners' clothes. Okay. Hey, Sherilyn, do you know these people? Uh, yeah, I've seen them around. Okay. Who are they? It's the... It's the Smiths. The Smiths.
0: The Smiths. You mean the band (laughs) from the future? (laughs) 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 Well... Sherlyn, did the, the Smiths have a, any arguments? Were they hated? Did they have enemies that you might know of? Did anybody ever call you on them?
1: No, they were, you
0: know, upstanding citizens of Daggerford. Are they older? Are they younger? Like, what is this? Like a
1: late twenties, early thirties. Okay, like a. They couple? were a married a married couple. A married yep. couple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep.
3: Can I do an? Can I do a? a Arcana check to see if this is some sort of ritual. Yes. Hmm. That's Esmer a good, is gonna good Esmer idea. is gonna get down on one knee and she's gonna touch some something <laughs> and pick up a little blood and she's gonna sniff it. Thirteen.
1: Okay, you take a look at this grisly scene, and um you don't see any kind of order to it, right? It's it's just kind of a chaotic mess. Uh, so you don't get a feeling that this was any kind of ritual.
2: Okay. I take out my uh, pipe. I pack a nice, tight bowl of uh, pipe weed. I smoke it a little bit. I start to think and I ponder and I look about. I put on my best Sherlock Holmesian expression (laughs) and I use my perception to see if I can pick up on any details that might be hidden to the normal person.
1: Okay, roll with advantage.
2: So I'll, I'll do my best.
1: 17. Nice. That's pretty good. Okay, so you you take a closer look, and the first thing you realize is that this happened pretty recently. Aye, this just happened. And you look at the wounds, and you realize that they weren't caused by weapons. These people were ripped apart.
2: Aye, look. They look like they are ripped open. You know, manually. Not, uh, butchered, but
0: torn apart, like by an animal of some kind. So there must've been something extremely powerful. Something supernatural. Something supernatural. Can I
3: detect magic? Can Esmir do detect magic?
1: Sure.
0: I'm
3: gonna use a second level slot because that's all I have left.
1: Okay, so you cast detect magic and you don't sense or see any uh, lingering magic in here. Okay.
3: And can I investigate the bathtub specifically?
1: Sure. 20, 20. 13 geez. plus 7. Nice. Okay, so you walk up to the tub and it's filled, you know, about halfway with blood, and floating in it are pieces of the smiths. You see a liver, Ew. intestines, hearts. That's gross. And you see handprints on the sides of the tub where you would grab it, you know, to get in and out of the tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like someone got in and out of the tub. You also see footprints where they got out of the tub. Mm.
3: Okay, what. And then what kind of
0: handprints and footprints do they look like?
1: They look human.
0: Are these handprints like big or are they just kind of like, a, the size of a, I don't know, like a 25 year old guy or whatever, just like normal.
1: Yeah. They look normal human sized. Wow. Okay. And it was a woman. Are there blood prints on the floor that like leading away from this? You see some prints around the tub and the bodies, but you don't see any uh, leading in or out of the bathroom.
2: She tracked that blood into the ethereal plane with her. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Which means that she did it
0: in the house, and then she went to the ethereal plane. Then she walked outside, I guess, to the corner and then walked back in. Mm Mm-hmm. What's in the bathtub? This is the thing is that they got into the bathtub, they got out of the bathtub. Sounds to me like there's something like a portal in the bathtub. Oh! She went through it. She went through that bathtub. That's how she's getting in and out of this. She's got this thing filled up with blood and they have to have these guts in there to use it to fill their portal of doom, you see, so they can march through it like the wicked souls they are! (laughs)
2: <laughs> really? Is that it? Because I'm thinking it had something to do with the Kurgan. I don't know. Climb in there, boy. What do you get? I ain't not getting into that, that filthy tub. <laughs> <laughs> be insane, man. Put
3: your ten foot pole. Hey, get your ten foot pole out. Yeah, stick it in there. Good idea.
2: <laughs> hmm. Well.
3: Jam it in there. Jam it in there.
2: All right. I take my my pole and I uh, expandius in it. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, and then I stick it into the guts.
1: Okay, you stick your pole into the tub, and you uh, push past the innards and intestines, and the pole stops where the bottom of the tub would be.
0: Uh, Well, that
2: puts the kibosh on your little
0: idea. Master Jake. I don't think it does. Hey! I don't think it does.
3: What if he goes into, what if, what if you go into the Ethereal Plane and do that?
0: That's a good, that's a better idea. Where's your little heartstone, boy? I could only use it twice a day and I've already used it oh, twice today. Dang it all.
3: I think we should clean this thing out. If they're using, if they need the blood, if we get rid of the blood, then, well, they'll probably just kill somebody else then.
0: Yeah. Well, these people can certainly use a proper burial, with their guts even. Do you know,
2: you know, do, do any of these, uh, do, do any of them, uh, either of them have a sister, perhaps? Because in the ethereal plane, written in blood on the wall, was the word sister with a question mark.
0: Hmm. You didn't tell us this. I saved it for now. Dramatic reveal. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting.
1: And Sherlin's like, huh, why would they write it in the ethereal plane?
2: I, well, probably because she wanted me to see it. Well, why would they want you to see it? I don't know. Sister, do I have a sister? I don't think my character has a sister. But it's a sister, question mark.
3: We're assuming that she left the message for Cullen, but that's not necessarily true.
2: No. Well, the message might not have been for me, but for me to deliver. But to who? That's a good
0: question. Just more questions. To the Duke. The Duke. He's got a sister. Trying to think of people with sisters. Yes, but...
3: Ooh. That's a good theory. Because there was something, you know... Oh, yeah. That's it. That's the one. But how
0: would these paupers
3: have anything to do
0: with the Duke?
3: Maybe... Maybe the Duke's real sister was murdered.
0: And Lady Marowin is faking Ooh, it? No, yeah. because the Duke would know that Lady Marowin is not his sister.
3: Well, he maybe the Duke's being uh, shazammed by Nazia.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't think that's what it is. I don't either. I think that's too complex.
3: It's pretty simple. Sister. Yeah. And the only person we know who has a sister in the storyline is the Duke. The
0: Duke.
2: That's
3: clear cut right there. Lady Marowyn.
2: Right. But does it mean that she may not be a sister, or does it mean something else?
3: Well, I think the question mark's pretty straightforward. It's a question mark. Sister? Question
2: mark. Consider this, though. Would that not (laughs) seem like she was trying to
3: help us, when I don't think that's her aim? What if she's the murdered sister, and she's stuck in the ethereal plane, and she's trying to I don't know. But would a
2: good guy go to the trouble of eviscerating these two just to leave a message?
0: It's important that we know who the two people are, but it's more important that we know who that freaking old lady is, or the, who the lady. is. What old is. lady? Not the old lady, the naked lady with the blood, the bloodbath lady. You
3: mean you? You mean it's, it's important to know who the murderer is in a murder mystery? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I <laughs> tossed I toss Esmer. Wow, I toss Esmer and Alm.
3: Esmer like, this yeah. guy's a freaking genius. I Have tell an ya. <laughs> Thanks. I take it.
0: I take another uh, swig of my Jake juice.
2: So, but you're saying that Lady marwin is a murderer.
0: Mm-mm.
3: I didn't say but she, did she murdered murder? anybody. No. I think we're, we should
0: question. I think we're looking who up, she is. barking up the wrong tree. I think the sister message I, has something, even though I just said that about Lady Marwyn, I almost think that it's got something to do with the, the lady is somebody's sister who murdered these people and is now marching around the ethereal plane. But that's thick, I, I. That's thin, that's thin. It is thin.
3: <laughs> it being the Duke's sister, that's thick. That's like a prime cut right there. Right? Okay, it you're is, saying
2: you're is. saying blood soaked <laughs> naked lady is Lady Maruwin?
3: No, no. I'm saying the I'm saying the blood soaked naked lady is like Bros, sister question mark.
0: Was it the sister who did this? <laughs> like the naked lady's blaming? Something's
3: wrong with her. The, the naked sister. lady
0: did this. We don't How do know you that. Know?
3: Just because she had the guts in her hand. She I had mean, the bloody, she, she had the blood
0: print on the axe. <laughs> just because she was just holding. she's covered, just covered, in covered in blood. She's covered in blood, but she was going <laughs> <And> holding the. holding <laughs> guts in her hand. Right. Yeah, That's yeah I mean, i just did. making wild right. assumptions. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Innocent till
0: proven guilty. That's true. Just because she's but standing she, over
3: the body with the murder weapon doesn't mean she did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. If the naked lady did it, then she went through the bathtub. No, no, because you she would think need it's a blood first. portal. Yeah, but it can't be. She needs to. Why? Um, Why well, can't no, no, be? no, 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 no. I think it is. I it can. It's I think, it's, it's, I think bro, it's like it could be. I think like she went through this thing to get to and from the material plane and the ethereal plane. The only thing that I can't make sense of is all of it, you see. (laughs) (laughs) There's no motive here. I
2: want to roll a history check. If if the actions of this being sound like some creature or entity that I might know about. Like, do we know is there some kind of monster that this is their MO? Mm,
1: mm -hmm, They mm -hmm.
2: wander the ethereal plane, find victims, pop into the mortal plane, eviscerate them, take a bath in their guts and blood, and then pop back in.
3: <laughs> That's very specific. That's a very specific. Uh,
2: I'm still high on twinkling pipe weed, so I'm gonna give myself advantage.
3: <laughs> obviously, obviously.
2: <laughs> 20. Oh, nice. I wonder if this is something night hags do, because it was a night hag from, from whom I got this
1: heartstone. That is definitely the first thing that pops in your head because of the experience. In reality,
2: it was the last thing, but it should have been the first thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some other creatures pop in your head, like uh, phase spiders and such, uh, but none of them are humanoid. Mm.
3: So Esmeral wants to think about different ways you can get in and out of the ethereal plane, if other than having some sort of rune or something like that. If there's a back door. Um, Because if this person's using this tub or some sort of thing to get in and out, Mm -hmm. why would they use that method instead of, you know, a a power?
1: Um, You know that there's a spell called etherealness that will allow you to step into the ethereal plane. And you've also heard of an oil or an elixir that will allow you to cross over.
3: Okay.
0: And we
1: could get those from Delphin.
2: So it could be a human individual with potions or just a magician who has the skill to move in and out of Ethereal Plane.
3: But would you need to do the
1: blood thing with them? Uh no. None of none of those things require any kind of blood sacrifice or bloodbath. Mm-hmm.
0: What would? Uh roll me an arcana check. So we should go to Dolphins and get some stuff. A nineteen.
1: Okay. Well uh, no specific spell or ritual comes to mind, but you do get the feeling that this is evil magic, right? Yeah. That, you know, to use all this kind of blood, um, perhaps it's something demonic or something fiendish or some kind of really evil necromancy. Right.
2: Yeah, to leave us a message to tell us to be ca- cautious of Lady Marwin, I think, is a stretch. I don't know why she would go out of her way to say something like that. I'm thinking it's more of an intimidation
0: thing. <laughs> intimidation would like, Nobody can she'd see She'd
2: be it. like,
3: get out. And we'd be like, ooh, let's leave. The only but people that can see sister question it, mark? That's pretty specific.
2: No, yeah. I know, but yeah, like maybe know. it was, uh, I don't know, like the question mark is the thing that's messing with me. And I don't have a sister, so, you know, it's not intimidating to me, but it's, just, I, I feel yeah, like I'm supposed to know, what this, know
3: uh, what this
2: means. And you think I don't. it's personal? Yeah, I think, I, think it, it's, I think it's personal. I think it has something to do with something I'm supposed to know. But uh, I don't know what that would be.
3: But you know who does have a sister?
2: Lots of people got sisters.
3: <laughs> There's only one in this story.
2: So my guess is like, she, she did this she was going to do this anyway, but when she saw me, her plan changed. She went back into the house to write this on and the then wall. And She, she wrote knew sister. I had to come back to get my axes. So she's trying to send me a message telling me, I think she's trying to tell me I have a sister that I don't know about.
3: Can, can I, one more thing, can I examine the wall?
1: Where she wrote the message?
3: Yeah, I'm, I wanna try and see like, uh, like, where it's written, if there's any sort of, like, I don't know. He, she stopped right in this spot yep. and disappeared. Yep. So I maybe I'll do our, uh, I don't know, investigation or arcana to see, like, what possible method she used to
1: disappear. Yeah, roll an arcana or investigation check. Um, before she does
0: that, I'm going to... Um, give her guidance.
3: Okay. Oh my God. Are you freaking kidding me? A one plus a three plus a seven is an 11.
1: Yeah, you you don't find any clues on how she came in or out.
3: I rolled the worst possible roll.
1: Yeah, other than the murder itself, there's nothing here that shows you how she got here or got there or where she went. Because it seems it all happened in the ethereal plane. Oh, okay. And the only thing I can think of
2: is that <clears throat> of a being that would be able to do something like this would be a night hag. But she didn't seem to be a night hag. So something else. Something we don't know about.
0: Um, Interesting. So this is not good. <laughs> no, okay. There's a killer on the loose.
3: Jake, he's the... Jake's the the sleuth here. This is
0: not good. <laughs> this is not good, you <laughs> I deduce that there is a killer on the loose.
2: <laughs> well deduced, <laughs> Inspector Obvious.
3: I even think maybe these people might have been murdered. Mm. Oh,
0: I have not thought like of that. that. It is interesting.
3: Unless they accidentally eviscerated themselves.
0: The worst thing about this is that this is happening in the walls of Daggerford, within the walls of Daggerford. And this is, um, this seems... A new
3: problem. It's a new
0: problem that we really need. I don't think that they need siege ladders for this type of activity, you see.
2: Well, I don't think it's a red wizard thing. I think it's something more.
3: It's, a, it's like a little side story just to ruin our day.
2: I got a bad feeling about this. I think it might have something to do with well, I, I don't want to say, but you know Nazi. perhaps my personal history
0: Oh boy. Your personal history Ah, so this has everything to do with you, does it? Well, I didn't <laughs> say that!
3: Do you have any sisters? Question mark? Uh,
2: not that I'm aware of Oh boy <laughs> But I am from the nobility, so, you know, anything's possible.
3: Yeah, you know, you know how that is. Yes. You Love
2: all things. have this Habsburg jaw, you see. No, no, no. <laughs> not quite that. But, you know, it could be there was a little dalliance somewhere.
3: A Colette.
1: <laughs> and while you guys were in here investigating the bathroom, Sherlyn was out uh, checking out the rest of the house. And she comes back and she says, well... The rest of the house is clean. No signs of struggle or anything out of the ordinary.
3: What the hell's going on here, Sherlin? What the hell kind of town is this?
1: Well, I've never seen anything like this in Daggerford before. And this is some seriously evil shit. And <laughs> I don't know how to find and arrest someone who can just jump in and out of the uh, ethereal plane undetected. I mean, this is way above my pay grade. Don't you think that we should go to the ethereal
0: plane?
2: Would that We're we only could? Guessing. I don't know the spell. My stone. You don't is- need
0: to worry about that. I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about going to Delphins, getting some potions, getting some spells, getting something mm. that we can use, so we can all go to the ethereal plane and investigate the other side sure, of sure. this
1: mystery. To Delphins. Okay, so you guys want to go to Delphins? Yeah. yeah. To Delphins. Okay, and Sherlyn's like so. Uh, How can I reach you guys? Are you still staying at Sir No, we have our
0: own place. Yeah, yeah. And I write down our address. I scribe the address on a little card (laughs) on one of my Agma pamphlets. Here is my contact
1: info. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I'll get a team in here to take another look. And if I find anything new, I'll let you guys know.
2: Ah, yes, if you find any more tubs filled with guts, or any vessel of any kind, really, you know, filled (laughs) with guts, let us know, you know.
3: (laughs) Just give us an (laughs) an FYI.
1: You make your way to Delphin's Tower, and after all your shopping and wraith killing and investigating... It's late afternoon, right? Uh, The sun is behind the western wall. It's warm rays are glinting off Delphin's blue-domed tower. And you make your way inside, and you find the first floor illuminated by dusty beams of sunlight coming in through the arrow slits high above. And again, you find the donkey in here, chewing on some hay. Hello, donkey. Hello, friend.
3: Uh, let's, uh, first we come in and Esmere stamps her feet like really loud. We're going into the wizard's house now. We're not sneaking up on anybody. We're gonna say hi to the donkey and just gonna not startle anybody. And if you're na- if they're naked, maybe put a little robe on or something.
1: <laughs> so you, you noisily make your way up to the second floor and you find this floor to be in a different state than the last time you were here. It's kind of a mess, actually. Uh, the furniture's been moved around, all those display cases where he had those, um, those protected magical artifacts have been moved around, and those paintings that uh, were hung above the display cases, the paintings of the wizards, uh, they've all been taken down and they're uh, like stacked up against the wall. It looks like Duffin's doing some rearranging or remodeling on this floor. And when you get to the top floor, you see that all the drapes are wide open and light from the setting sun, uh, you know, it pours straight in and casts long shadows throughout the domed chamber. And one of these shafts of light Uh, illuminates that large telescope that stands in the uh, center of the dome. And in front of it stands an ornate full-length mirror. Then the sunlight reflects off the mirror and it creates like these rippling patterns that shimmer around the room. And standing in front of the mirror is Delphin. And his back's to you. so he He's d- dressed, right? Yes, he's, he's wearing clothes. He's wearing, a, he's wearing a robe. It's like a multicolored robe with a droopy wizard's hat with a big peacock feather sticking out of it. And you hear him say, hmm, maybe a bit too flashy. And he snaps his fingers, and the outfit disappears, and he's standing there naked. No. <laughs> and he, he snaps his fingers again, and another outfit appears on him. And uh, this one's a, a, like a blue robe with a matching pointy wizard's hat. And it's all adorned with moons and stars. And he says, classic, classic.
3: A little cliche. I'll be like, that's a little cliche there, buddy. But it's better than the
0: other one.
1: <laughs> and he turns around and he's like, oh, hey, look who's back. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just going through my closet, trying on some outfits, and thinking about what to wear for tomorrow's big shindig. What do you guys think? And he kind of he spins around and models it for you. You look fantastic,
0: absolutely wonderful, and I'm happy to hear that you are going to be attending tomorrow.
1: That should be quite the quite the the fun time. Yeah, I figured it's you know a good reason to get out of the old tower, but you know I. I don't get out much, so I don't really know what's hip these days. Any suggestions on what I should wear? Don't wear red if you're going to wear a robe. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's a good tip, Jake. That won't go over too well.
3: I think you should wear something sparkly. I
2: think you should wear a really nice tartan. What the
0: fuck's a tartan? (laughs) No, a plaid pattern. Maybe some nice, bold yellow and blue... (laughs) I like your technicolor thing that you were just wearing.
1: That was fantastic. You know, it's it's got to be something that says wizard.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, like, oh, you know what? You should actually just wear something that says wizard. What? Like a white, I got it, a white a white robe with the white hat and then a stenciled, a, the stenciled words wizard huh? on there. On
0: the back. Right. Across this is a big build. W. Across the top of your back, across your you shoulders. You'd be like a, the
3: gener- a generic wizard. I'm just a regular generic wizard. That's
1: ridiculous. I'm not a generic wizard. I'm delphin. That's
3: cool, man. That's edgy. That's edgy, bro.
1: Edgy? Oh. <laughs> okay, okay.
3: Think yeah, about it's that. Edgy.
1: <laughs> but that is not why we've come to see you. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Come in. Sit down, sit down.
3: What's going on with your redecorating here stuff?
1: What's going on? Oh, well, uh, yeah, you know, I got an itch to redecorate. I want to make room for more of my collection. I want to put some more out on display. Cool. Yeah, I've got this new energy happening. I'm like, you know, let's change things up a bit.
3: That's cool, that's cool. Rearrange
1: it. Maybe even start having people over. Maybe start having some parties, you know? That would be you know, fun. Get back out into the swing of things. <laughs> cool. Hey, you could hire Jerry's band, you know.
3: I'll play. The
2: Thankful Stiffs. I'll
3: play, too. I'll do some songs. And then what you
2: could do, you know, is, like, cast a spell to make them really good.
1: Because <laughs> 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 they're only kind, they just jam, Really? <laughs> That's yeah. all they really do. Help them get a hit. Oh, I, I hear they're real popular these days.
3: Yeah, that's because Jerry sells everybody that's good stuff, and then they go to their shows and they're like, bro, that was cool, man. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's a good point, Esmir.
3: <laughs> I got something for you. I I, I got something for you. Uh, for me? Yeah, I got something. So Esmere opens up her backpack. I hold down a second, and then she whispers thing, And then she pulls out the owl bear feather. Check it out. What's that? And she starts t- like tickling with it. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Oh, stop, Dad. Stop <laughs> it. Come on. <laughs> Look at it's an owl bear feather.
1: Oh, an owl bear feather. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that's cool? pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can, Have you know ever what? had you can... owl bear stew?
3: The, uh, mm.
1: It's pretty good.
3: Anywho, I thought maybe you could in- incorporate it into your outfit.
1: Ooh, now you're talking! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I
3: know, I know what he, I'm talking he about. He
1: pops it into that wizard hat that he's wearing yeah, right here. That looks
3: fantastic. Mm. That just ties the whole outfit together.
1: Nice, thank you, Esmer, very thoughtful of you. Sure. So, would you guys like something to drink? Love it. Hey, weren't there four of you last time you were here? Oh boy,
0: that's a very sad story, my friend. Oh
1: no, what
0: happened? Yes. Oh, that story is long. Let's talk over a cup of tea, what he you say? I, you know, uh,
2: the short version is that he was dragged to hell. Hell?
3: There was a skin sack with an old Albionian guy in it, and it got exploded. And then the Albionian guy took over Elric's body. And that Elric was trapped in there. And apparently that guy made a deal with the devil. Devils? Oh. And then a chain devil came and almost killed us all. But dragged his body back into the hellscape that he came from. And now Elric's trapped in hell with that guy. Wow.
1: That's some serious bad luck. That That is. That's messed up. Which level? Which level of hell did he go to? Do you know? I believe it was the... The what was that guy's name? First one you go to? Is it nine? Oh, Avernus. Yes. Avernus. Oh. oh, I was there once.
3: Were you on vacation?
1: Nice place? Uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, hell.. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, this wizard friend of mine named Mordekainen took me there once.
3: Mordekainen. Yeah,
1: Mordekainen. He's you've probably heard of him. He's an archmage of great renown. He's even got a few famous spells named after him. Mordekainen's private sanctum, Mordekainen's mansion, Mordekainen's faithful hound. Yeah, he's one of them uh He's popular. Yeah, he's, popular. he's, he's very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's got this magical iron tower that can teleport to different planes. And he's got a spot in Avernus, right in the middle of a lake of boiling blood. It's pretty sweet. He took me there once, and we partied with a couple of Nycoloths.
0: It was pretty crazy. <laughs> that sounds like a fine place to visit. This man is out of his mind.
2: I don't know how you'd consider that to be aesthetically pleasing unless you were some sort of, you know, nefarious individual.
1: No, you know, he goes there once in a while to study how the nine hells affect the eight schools of magic. Because, you know, he's always writing dissertations and scholarly magazines and stuff. So he says it's research, and I believe him. He's got the rep. <laughs> All right, then. He's got the rep.
2: <laughs> Just like your research with the storm giants. I see. Exactly. Wait, what? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you wizards surely are very morally ambiguous. Do you think he'd give us a lift in his
1: iron tower? Huh. Well, I don't know. First you'd have to find him. And who knows what plane he's even on. He's always popping around to and fro from one plane to the other,
0: so... We're going to need his help one day to get our friend back. For now, we have other business to uh, to speak about.
3: Speaking of speaking of pools of blood, we just we just unra- unraveled a mystery in the very walls of this town. We discovered a murder, Ooh. and the murderer was apparently popping between uh, planes. Murdered a poor innocent couple, the Smiths, over there. Oh. Took a bath in their guts. Ew. And then wrote sister question sister" and question mark on the wall. What's going on over there, Delphin?
1: What do you think that can mean? Oh, you got me. That's some messed up stuff right there.
3: <laughs> That's all you got, wizard?
1: <laughs> so you saying there's a killer on the loose in Daggerford? Oh, yes. Yeah. Or,
0: or in some other plane. We'd, it seems like they were here, but they had
1: escaped. But well, how do you know the killer was moving between different planes?
2: Well, you see, it all happened in the ethereal plane. Well, ah. the murdering happened on the material plane. I saw the results of it in the ethereal plane, which is where I saw the word sister uh, written on the wall with the question mark. That's a strange thing. You have this nifty little gym here. It's called the Heartstone. Let's me move back and forth. Wait, you got a Heartstone?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Got it off of a, uh, you know, a uh, hag. Wait a mechanish minute. She tried to kill us, you know. Let me see this Heartstone. Sure, here you go. Oh, boy, keep
3: an eye on it.
1: And he takes it and uh, he looks at it real close. And after a moment, he says, Huh, so. You can use this? I? You attuned to this? I?
3: Yeah, I helped them out. Was
1: that a bad idea? Well, no, no, it's it's just kind of strange because these are made by night hags and I always thought they were, you know, bound to the hag that created it. So it's just odd that you can actually use it.
2: Well, uh, I'm going to assume you're not taking aim at me intellectual capacity here. Oh and no, more along no, the lines no of- never. I am a
0: warrior and not a wizard. He's taking aim at your hagginess, boy. Maybe he's taking aim
3: at your genetic genetics. Maybe your mama was a hag.
2: What is this genetics you speak (laughs) of?
3: (laughs) I think he might be saying your mama was a hag.
2: My mama was
0: definitely not a hag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She could have been. Esbier, stop it. (laughs) Good sir. Could you have any potions or anything that would help, you know, the common folk like us without these
1: heartstones to pass into the ethereal plane?
0: And if so, how much would they be?
1: Well, there are elixirs and spells that will allow someone to enter the ethereal plane. I could possibly mix something up or write you a scroll, but it would be quite expensive, let me tell you.
0: Ah, <laughs> this guy. Don't eat. Don't, I, I slapped
3: Jake with the back of my hand. Don't insult the wizard.
0: His prices <laughs> are idea. too high. I'm tired of his... You know, what, he didn't even tell you. What's the price? Price
1: gouging is what I believe they call it. Well, the least expensive option would be an oil of etherealness. I could mix one up for oh, a couple thousand gold. You know, <gasps>
3: No. You know what?
1: Forget about the
0: dead people in the bathtub. <laughs> I'm not spending that money <laughs> to go to. So I have an idea by our good friend, and I pat him on the back. Why don't you and our good friend Cullen here go into the ethereal plane and check out this mystery of ours? How am I supposed to get there? Well, you can't. You, I, I,
1: I thought that you can
0: travel between
1: planes. Well, it's not just a snap of the fingers for me. Though, I could slather my body in the oil of a thurness.
3: <laughs> okay, don't touch yourself there. Oh. Move your hands away.
1: <sighs> There'll be no slathering today. Now I might need some help getting the oil in those hard-to-reach places.
3: Okie dokie, we got 10-foot pole. <laughs> How about that?
1: <laughs> I'm perfectly willing to touch you with that. Oh. And uh, Speaking of hard-to-reach places... Did you guys ever find Caraptus's tower? Oh, we were delayed. We were busy trying to
3: save the world, buddy. That's going to be our next side quest.
2: Well, there was this spooky, uh, you know, mansion that appeared out of nowhere in the middle of a
1: rainy, stormy night. And no, we never got there to the tower, that is. Ah, that's okay. Probably nothing there but hungry owl bears. Well, if we didn't
0: follow what we had gone out to do, there wouldn't be a shindig tomorrow. Now, would there be? That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Hey, so how was Firehammer Hold? Did you find any good treasures there? Uh, Not really. We found a bunch of damn door oh, I found out what the bloke does. The what? The bloke. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that uh, quartzite thing the last time you were here. Yeah. So what'd you discover? I take it out of my waistband.
3: It's in his skivvies.
1: Whoa. Check it out. I thought you were just happy to see me. <laughs> no, it's the face of Gorm. The face of Gorm? Ah, uh, yes.
3: And he keeps it in his crotch.
1: Why would you put a God's face in your underwear? <laughs> uh, it's just a handy, you know, kind of place I can
2: readily reach it. That uh, doesn't show it show it off, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: Gorm keeps an eye on his junk
0: Gorm keeps an eye on his junk for him Yes, the most One of the most valuable relics we have And it's stuffed in your underwear, boy
2: yeah, We all agreed that I could carry it so. Then carry it in your
3: backpack
2: <laughs> Hi, but if I need a small army All of the sudden Which is when you You'll need You'll find one. it
3: right in your pants <laughs> <laughs> Typical all guys think they got a small army in their pants. Jeez Louise.
0: Well, in this case, it's true. <laughs> I think if we need a small army, you'll have a couple minutes to dig into your backpack,
2: boy. you <laughs> don't want to miss your window for deploying a small
0: army. <laughs> no, you just like grasping your bloke every now and then. <laughs> well I try to you know not uh, use the bloke too
2: often, you know. I don't want to use up the charge.
3: What if you deploy the the, the small army too soon? Yes, what if you pre- <laughs> <laughs> what if it- <laughs> premature for <morning? laughs> That would be sad <laughs> That would be a big waste. That would be a big
0: waste.
2: At least this way I'm forced to wait until the moment is right, you know. It's kind of a one hit wonder if you you know what I mean. I gotta go. It takes like, I gotta walk all the way down. It takes
3: a long time to recharge that thing. Yeah, it does. You know, I gotta go all the way down into a dungeon,
2: walk through a couple of little
3: puzzles.
1: It's complicated. (laughs) This is fascinating. I never knew theology would get me so excited. Hey! This is the most lively conversation I've witnessed in a long time. (laughs) Oh, man. But anywho, where were we? Yeah, so, Esmir, speaking of exciting treasures, have you learned to wield your exquisite harp?
3: Oh, oh, you know what? I have, as a matter of fact.
1: Um, well, could you, could you play me a tune and show me its power?
3: Okay, hold on a second. Check this out.
1: And as you're pulling it out, uh, you can see that Delphin's very uh, excited, right? He's uh, sitting straight up and he's sitting on the edge of his seat and his eyes are wide open and he's, uh, he's rubbing his hands together like a kid waiting for a special treat. Ooh-hoo-hoo.
3: So Esmir's going to pull out her harp. And she's going to be like, I apologize in advance, Jake. And then she's going to um, strum her harp and she's going to point. I'm going to
0: really quick. I'm going to jump down she's to gonna the floor. point your
3: arms at Jake. She's going to be like, everybody dance now.
0: No, no.
3: <laughs> she's going to do auto irresistible dance on Jake. Okay.
1: Does he have to roll a saving throw?
3: Um... Choose one creature you see within range. The target begins a comic dance and plays shuffling, tapping his feet, and ca- capering for the duration. Creatures that can't be jar- charmed are immune to the spell. Dancing creatures must use all its movement to dance without leaving its space. As an action, a dancing creature may- makes a wisdom saving throw to regain control of itself. On a successful save, the spell ends. It doesn't say that I have to do anything.
1: All right. So, Jake, you suddenly get the irresistible urge to boogie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So do I
0: feel myself just kind of levitate back up off of the floor, back to my feet, and my feet just start shuffling? Like, Jake is, like, doing this jig. What the hell have you done
1: to me?
3: Everybody dance, not
1: E- dancing e- e- around e- <laughs> the <high> aisle. <laughs> Dolphin's like, ooh, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> oh, dance, Jake, dance. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> I was just going to ask you to help me, old boy. I guess that's not happening. This is hurting my feet, you see? That's
2: not good. He starts to moonwalk across the
0: floor. He starts to twerk. Oh, yeah. Shake it, Jake. <laughs> so, um... All right, so I now
1: do- roll a wisdom saving throw to see if you can stop the urge to dance.
0: Wisdom save with advantage.
1: And let's see what we get. A 17... Okay, you suppress the urge, and you regain control of yourself.
0: That was was, was humiliating. Ah, that was just getting good. I know. (laughs) It was a little fun, I should say, but it was getting a little on the humiliating side. I'll wait until I want to dance, you'll see. I think we have to have a party rule that you can't
2: use magic on other members of the party.
0: Oh, okay. Do you want a feather
3: fall next time you're falling? Oh, sorry, I'm not gonna eat that that's on you. That's different you said no.
2: I mean, you know, to humiliate or injure and otherwise
3: insult. Do you feel humiliated? I helped you out with your dance moves.
0: I I tap Cullen on his shoulder and I say, I appreciate the concern, boy, but I'm used to it by now. I, I feel like I might be just digging this a hole deeper. You have no idea how many times I pick dirt out of my out of my earhorn.
1: <laughs> and as, as and as you guys are discussing this, you notice that Delphin has fallen silent and he's just staring at the harp. You think you even see a, a you know tears welling up in his eyes.
3: And she takes a couple little baby steps away from him.
1: <laughs> that was amazing, Esmer. Such beautiful music.
3: Oh, thanks. Beautiful. Thanks. I'm just getting started, you know. I'm working
1: on it. Ah, uh, I bet you are. I bet you are. <laughs> I, she's always oh. just getting started.
3: Hey, did you make my scrolls, bro?
1: And he kind of snaps back into reality. I did, yep. Cool. Uh, I got everything all ready. I also made some fresh potions. I even made some new ones. What do you got? What's the new stuff? Oh, let me show you. And he uh, gets up and he goes over uh, to a shelf and grabs a box. Oh, you're going to love these. Oh, I got to tell you, that fire breath potion you gave
2: me turned out to be a bit of a dud. How come? Well, you know, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, of course, but the thing I was trying to burn was fireproof.
1: Well, that doesn't make the potion a dud. That makes you the dud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it can give me something that's a little bit more, you know, omni-kill. Omni-kill? No limitations, you know. Well, let's see. I could You can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll think about it. But in the meantime, I got these for you. I whipped up some more healing potions, both regular for 50 and greater for 100. And I made a potion of climbing, so you could, you know, climb around like a spider, and that'll cost you 50 gold. And I made a very rare potion called the oil of sharpness. You pour this on a blade, and you'll be slicing and dicing as it becomes a plus three weapon. How long does it last? Oh, it lasts for a whole hour. Yeah, this oil is very rare, so it'll cost you a thousand gold. Oof. I think that one you're going to have to put away. That's pretty. Let's see what else is in here. Oh, I made some more potions of fire breath. Oh, and hehe, I got this new one I've been working on. It's a Delphin original. Now, I'm still workshopping the name, but I think I'm going to call it a potion of vengeance. Ooh. Mm. And he holds it up, and you see it's a vial filled with a black liquid and it contains a cloudy red blob that never settles huh
3: is it the shape of a bat i
0: am vengeance
3: i am vengeance
1: (laughs) what does it do (laughs) no okay i'm vengeance so after you drink this and uh it lasts for one hour if you drop to zero hit points you don't fall unconscious now you still have to make death saving throws but you do it while you're conscious, so you fight to the bitter end. No, that's kind of cool. So you could Ah, but still... it
2: could be a double-edged sword if you well, keep getting damage and you exceed your hit points.
0: Then you You die dead. forever. Right. That's the only problem with that one. Oh, that's not a
1: problem. Come on. Aye, it's a big problem. Listen, do you want to die while you're unconscious, laying in a pool of your own blood? Or do you want to go down fighting and take your foe down with you, huh? Well, you know, if I make me death saves, you know, I come back. Oh, is that so? Well, I'm glad you're living in a fairy tale adventure. (laughs) (laughs) What if your healer's down? What if you're the last one standing, and you only got a couple hit points left, and your foe's in bad shape too, but then he hits you, and you go down, And as you're lying there, unconscious, making your death saves, (laughs) he crushes your skull with his war hammer. (laughs) Ah, your precious death saves won't save you then, will they? (laughs) But this potion might. Interesting. That might come in handy. How How much
0: much is that? that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh! How much is it?
2: Suddenly all
1: all of us want to be vengeance! I'm selling these babies for 250 gold. That's not so bad. Okay, nice. That was a good marketing pitch. I need to write that down. <laughs> Can I take two potions
0: of greater healing? Sure. How and much are the
3: greater healings?
0: 100 each. 100 gold each. How about a discount for an old man? <laughs> He's even Jake, older. Jake, we've been through this before. No discounts. Do you remember the time when I got sucked into this other realm, snooping around in here?
1: Yeah, you know, that's just water under the bridge now, Jake.
0: I, uh, Talk to your therapist about that one, for crying out loud. (laughs) Yes, so, 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 you know what, boy? You're no help. (laughs) Zip your lip, as they say.
2: (laughs) I'll have a potion of greater healing as well. Just, I had one before, I might as well uncheck it. So that's a hundred? Yes. And the, and the other thing was 250, so that's 350.
0: So that, that potion right there, the um, what's that black and red one? The potion of vengeance? Yes, the potion of vengeance. You said that was 250? Yes. I would like one of those.
1: Okay, excellent.
2: So, I was thinking I should probably also get a second potion of greater healing. Okay. Man, all that gold.
0: I'm, I only have 413 left. I've got, I've got 155 left.
1: Yeah, you can't take it with you, they say, you know. That's true. That's right. These potions could save your life. You can't put money on that, can you?
2: Well, I did just now. 200 gold for a couple of greater healing
1: potions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Esmir, I got your, uh, I got the four scrolls you ordered. So that's 600 gold for those.
3: I know. 600 gold. I have 1204. What kind of scrolls are they again? Shh, you don't need to know. Just be quiet. (laughs) Some sort of divination
1: magic, I assume.
3: So I got 604
1: left. Oh, nice. Time to make a trip to Jerry's.
3: We only went there. I need... Oh, not me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go go. You know, you (laughs) pick pick up some uh, those guys swag while you're there.
1: Wait, you got your own shwag? Oh yeah, you should see we it. got our
3: own shwag, check it out! And I pull out the plushies. Look at the plushies, bro, look at them. How I've cool got a,
0: a bobble head right here.
1: <laughs> look at that, your head just bobbles.
3: <laughs> you should tell Jerry to make some delphin, some delphin ones.
1: Oh no, no one would buy delphin merch.
3: I would drop, I would pay some money for one of those.
1: You would?
0: A dolphin
3: plushie? Are you kidding? as long
1: as the
0: picture or whatever like a poster of you as long as you're wearing clothes oh that's boring you could definitely sell a <laughs> lot of them uh,
3: I'll buy how much are regular potions of healing
0: 50 gold
3: so I'll buy two regular potions and two greater healing potions okay so when dolphin gives me the the scrolls, we go over to the corner of the room and we're like, Yeah, we're making gestures and we're talking and we're like, "Yeah." and then we're laughing and like, oh yeah, it's gonna be, oh yeah. There's a whole conversation thing going on over there. Okay. Cause you yeah. know, he's a wizard, he's, he's dolphin. So I'm gonna like ask him some, for some tips and tricks.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's totally into it, you know, uh, talking wizard stuff with another wizard. Yeah. And after you're done, uh, you know, talking your wizard stuff, he's like, all right. Thanks for stopping by, you guys. So, I'll see you tomorrow at the shindig, right? See you tomorrow, don't forget to put clothes
3: on, okay? Remember.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm not a weirdo.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool,
0: okay.
1: I'm gonna keep looking for the perfect outfit. I gotta look respectable, you know.
0: I'm sure you'll look fine in anything you show up with. Just as long as it's something. You know, maybe just shorten the hemline a little bit, you know, show a little ankle. (laughs) Girls
2: oh. like that, huh? you know. Oh, that's and maybe, a good you know, idea. A plunging neckline, you know. Oh. Give him a little flash of the old, you know, pecs, as it hairy. were. Yeah.
3: Or oh, the old
0: hairy wizard chest. Maybe
1: something sleeveless. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Those are some good suggestions.
0: Well, it was good seeing you again, old boy. Have yourself a
1: lovely evening. All right. Looking forward to partying with you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Jake's gonna practice his dance moves. I
1: will party like it's like
2: there's no tomorrow, because there may be no tomorrow. You know, assassins are after us
1: apparently. Get out, assassins, ninjas,
3: I, ninjas.
1: Wow, you guys are more popular than I thought. Oh, yeah, you know, fans like that I can live without. Once they start sending assassins after you, that's when you know you hit the big leagues.
0: yeah Um, Yeah, we've hit him for sure
1: i don't want to upset
2: the balance of power i just want to see you know the good folk of jolkin make their way with a fair shaken life
1: yeah that's very uh what's the word egalitarian yeah that's Uh, yeah that's a pretty fancy word there
2: My intelligence probably isn't high enough for me to use it, but... <laughs>
1: Listen, they're not sending thugs after you. No. They're sending assassins after you. These are
0: assassins. But, you know, you also know that you made it big when they start th- when they start throwing shindigs for you, too.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a good point, Jake. So, you got the good guys throwing parties for you, and you got the bad guys throwing assassins at you. Man, you guys are, like, flying high right now.
0: Uh, Yes, but the assassins I hope to avoid
3: We're like the cat's pajamas
1: (laughs) Yeah, wait, they make pajamas for cats? (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys Thanks again, enjoy your new potions Thank you Enjoy your new money (laughs) (laughs) And he winks at you Esmir Esmir, enjoy your new scrolls
3: Oh, it's gonna be a good time it's going to be a
1: good time. Well,
2: thanks, Delphin. See you
3: later. We're going to go back to our new digs. Thanks, Delphi.
2: I know you don't want to tell me what's in them scrolls, Esmeralda, but can I hazard a guess that at some point a whoopee cushion is involved?
3: No. No, it's going to be so cool. Cool, cool, and cool. Would glitter be a component? No, it's going to be cool.
2: Oh. Are oh, you trying to say it's a frost spell or something like with ice? No,
3: in it. no, not that kind of cool. Just oh, regular okay. cool. Just I was you know being tepid, too literal. tepid cool, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Well that was a fun session. Uh, we got a murder mystery going, and we got to hang out with Delphin, who is uh, by far my favorite NPC to roleplay. play um, One of the things about this session that I really enjoyed was the murder scene and listening to them come up with all their uh, theories. I, I think I barely said anything for most of that scene. I just sat back in my chair and watched the show. In fact, um, in an outtake uh, that I posted on our Patreon page, Christine even said, look at how much fun Mark's having, leaning back in his chair, smiling. And I was. I was enjoying uh, listening to them role-playing and uh, trying to solve a mystery that I created for them. And I think that all GMs uh, enjoy these kinds of moments. You know, when the players are so into the game, so into the story, uh, that they don't need any input or, you know, prodding from the GM. At one point, I left, you know, for a bathroom break, and when I came back, they were still role-playing and talking about it. Uh, So to me, you know, that means that they're enjoying it and having fun, which is, you know, what it's all about. All right, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and having fun. Uh, If you'd like more, check out our Patreon page and consider joining, and get access to all the parts I cut out, uh, like the part that I just mentioned when I left the table and they kept playing. And uh, we just sent some sweet fanroll Dice to our platinum members. Dice picked out by those guys. You can also uh, head over to FanRollDice.com and start your dice addiction there. Uh, don't forget to enter Roll Radio for 10% off your purchase. And now I want to give a big shout out to our newest patron and favorite druid, Kelsey. Thanks for your support, Kelsey. We really appreciate it. The game we're playing is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. All the in-game music and sound effects are from sirenscape.com, so go there and see how you can take your game to the next level. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in next time as those guys get ready for their very own festival and to see what uh, Esmir's been working on for the past several months. All I can say is, uh, you should probably watch Taxi Driver before the next episode.